Like most asset classes, multifamily investments are heavily dependent on interest rates. Interest rates are impacted by many factors, but the most important factor of all is government debt. In 2019, estimated net interest payments on the federal debt were approximately $400 billion at a blended rate of 2.5%. Estimated tax revenues over the same time frame were about $3.5 trillion. In addition, the United States ran a budget deficit of roughly $1 trillion in 2019. From 1962 to 2019, the average interest rate on the national debt was 5.6%. Just returning to the 57-year mean would balloon yearly interest payments on the debt to over $1 trillion annually. An increase of this magnitude would place enormous pressure on the federal budget, which is already strained. Case in point, the United States has not recorded a budget deficit below $400 billion since 2007. All of this is to say that the federal government cannot allow interest rates to increase by any appreciable amount. But how does the Federal Reserve maintain low interest rates and what are the downstream effects of interest rate management? An interest rate is the price of capital and like any price is set by supply and demand. If the supply of capital increases relative to the demand for capital, interest rates fall. Conversely, if the demand for capital increases relative to the supply of capital, interest rates rise. The Federal Reserve does not have direct control over the demand side of this equation, but it does have direct control over the supply side. It exercises this control through open market operations which involves the printing of new money to purchase treasury bonds from banks. Consequently, banks have increased reserves to lend against, which increases the money supply available in the financial system, and therefore puts downward pressure on interest rates. At the same time, the Federal Reserve now owns more government bonds. By law, the Fed must return any interest owed on U.S. bonds back to the Treasury Department which amounts to the government receiving an interest-free loan. This process, which is broadly known as quantitative easing, is therefore a double benefit for the government. It lowers the blended interest rate paid on the debt held by the public while completely removing the interest paid on the debt held by the Federal Reserve. Let's pivot to why this process is so beneficial for multifamily investors and indeed anyone who owns debt-financed assets. In our first episode, we discussed how credit expansions have historically led to asset price inflations. This includes John Law's Mississippi bubble, as well as the run-up in asset prices we've seen over the last 10 years due to quantitative easing. Richard Cantillon, a Franco-Irish banker based in Paris, was an early investor into Law's company and profited handsomely by selling his shares at inflated prices. Cantillon's experience in the Mississippi bubble is considered the impetus for his work, Essay on the Nature of Trade in General, which was written around 1730 but not published until 1755. Cantillon's contributions to economic theory, rooted in his personal experience of asset price inflation, included an examination of the non-neutrality of money. Non-neutrality means that an increase in the money supply does not impact all prices or all people equally. Instead, 
Those who have immediate access to the newly created money see their relative purchasing power increase because the general price level does not capture the effects of credit expansion instantaneously. Specifically, whatever items the initial recipients prefer increase in price faster than other items. It is therefore beneficial to own items that are of interest to those who have preliminary access to expanded credit. When the Federal Reserve increases the money supply through quantitative easing, the initial recipients of the expanded credit are banks. If Cancion is correct, we can conclude that owning assets that are frequently purchased by banks is advantageous. The good news for multifamily investors is that banks purchase a tremendous amount of commercial real estate through loans. A study in 2018 conducted by Forbes showed that commercial real estate made up 11% of the entire loan portfolio for the five largest banks in the United States. As the money supply increases in and through the banking sector, we can expect the nominal valuation of commercial real estate and other bank-preferred assets to increase as well, driving the relative purchasing power of those who own those assets higher. Moreover, if we expect interest rates to remain low or even fall, we can expect real estate valuations to increase over time. This is because investors calculate the net present value of a potential investment by discounting projected future cash flow. The interest rate is often used as a proxy for the discount rate, which means that expecting low or falling interest rates in the future drives up the net present value of assets in the present. When interest rates are expected to stay low or indeed expected to fall, the people who already own assets benefit because potential buyers are reducing their discount assumptions. Therefore, if we are correct to assume that the Federal Reserve will continue putting downward pressure on interest rates, we can also expect additional upward pressure on nominal asset prices in the long run. In summary, real estate owners get to double dip on the Federal Reserve's actions. They benefit from the mechanism of quantitative easing via the Cancion effect, and they benefit from the consequence of quantitative easing, which is declining interest rates. Investing in multifamily assets offers no guarantees. It is possible to lose money in this sector, and investors should remember that, as with any investment, they could lose all invested principal. However, commercial real estate benefits from tremendous monetary tailwinds, and that does not appear to be changing anytime soon. If anything, as the national debt continues to grow, we should see those tailwinds intensify. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Multifamily Economics. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes, which will increase our visibility and help us grow. If you would like to discuss multifamily investing with me personally, please go to the Contact Us page on our website, darbyrosecapital.com. Thank you.